Yes, motivation makes things happen. You know this. When it comes to getting results, it takes motivation and, drumroll, ability. But where to find this motivation? And huh, what if your ability isn't improving? What if you're realizing you are lacking motivation? Hang on, today's show will have some ideas for you. But first, the intro. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster, and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. And yes, Heiko is my name, H-E-I-K-O, run and endurance coach. Hey, for those of you that are interested in really sticking to this pastime of running, where you invest in so much time, so many kilometers, so many miles. And actually, it's weird, huh? You don't get much of a reward, do you? I mean, they didn't mention you in the last marathon. So let's take the Berlin Marathon, for example. I don't know how many runners are there, 35 or 40,000? Did they mention your name? No, they didn't mention mine. Well, that's because I didn't take part. But if you took part, whatever marathon you took part in the last time, did they mention you? No, they didn't. Why not? Because we aren't in the top 10, are we? No, we're somewhere in the middle of the pack runners. Hmm. So it means, my dear listener, that direct reward is not something you're doing this for. I mean, you, you're going to get a medal. Yep, I got a medal. But <laughs> fame is something for the top finisher. My medal, your medal, it's it's one of 40,000 medals that handed out that day. So we seem to have a different reward system in place. And that reward system it has got something to do with willpower. Huh. You know this, where there's no will, obviously there's no way. <laughs> so there's no power. So one, one, might, one point might be that you're just in it to run. But what I want to animate today and inspire inside of you is to become the best runner you can be and and if you want to be uh, the one that improves your personal effectiveness where you the time you invest is giving you the best return you need to master motivation and you need to find your drive but is that alone enough to motivate you mm. It's not a good question, actually. A better question would be, how much motivation would you need to come to come up with that effectiveness? <laughs> so, how does motivation actually make things happen, or not? <laughs> Number one, if you look at something that causes a lack of motivation, some of you are like, <laughs> "I don't need to look hard." I know. Well, let's just summarize it. Perhaps you haven't selected something that you really want in terms of your running. You haven't selected that target, that goal, that distance. You haven't put in enough brain power inside it. You haven't visualized it. You haven't actually focused on it. And I don't mean you need to make a vision board or anything. I just don't envision it, how you're crossing the finish line. You know, because that helps you gain clarity uh, by, by setting such a goal, such an image in your brain. Or you're one of those who's like made the, oh, I just lack motivation. You know, it's part of your story. It's like that's who you tell people you are or how you are because that way, of course, you, 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 it's usually a discussion opener. And what you should do is you should reframe your, 
your beliefs and, and take that part of your story, of your life story, and just cut it out. Maybe you're not aiming high enough. You know, you've settled on a, on, on a plateau, so to speak. Hmm. Or you are prone to procrastination, which we've also had on the show. If you are prone to procrastination, you need to take those big things and, and make actionable steps out of them. Or what can also be is you're not being specific enough to really like get that motivation going. And that being specific means sitting down and <laughs> really, really adhering to a training plan, really adhering to what it says, doing the interval training, getting down to the specifics, doing hill repeats, going for long runs at a certain pace, the specifics they are going to spur that motivation. Well, one of my favorite ones that I tend to see in many athletes is that you don't have a power posture or a power pose. You know, you can really create some power moves, you know, that's going to jolt your whole body into a, into a motivated state. Don't believe me? Just try. Just stand up wherever you are right now. Just stand up back straight and outstretch both arms like that and look up. Ah, oh, doesn't that feel good? We do that. We do that when we cross an imaginary finish line or when we cross a real finish line. We look up. We spread our arms. It feels great. <laughs> At the end, all of this, um, you can summarize it. If something of, of what I mentioned now applied to you, it means you're seeking motivation where you actually should be looking for habits. And by having the power of habit, you're going to be able to sustain and maintain that motivation level. And one way this doesn't happen is, because it can happen, but usually it doesn't happen, and you're thinking, well, gee, that sounds simple. Why isn't this happening in my life? I'll tell you why it's not happening. It's because we spend time by focusing on past failures. For example, you might remember them. You're going to tell others about it. You're going to look for partners in crime, meaning that person whom that also happened to. Maybe you're going to mention it on every Facebook blog or Somebody else who also had this, you're going to give it a like, or you're going to focus your attention on that. It, mi it might not be you, but you've met runners like that. That runner who's, who is so living in the past. And what we need to do here is we need to shift to, to past, present, or future. <laughs> and this is the ability that we all have, but w many people don't use it where do you want to put your focus on you know my dog doesn't have the ability to think past present or future whether i gave her food last tuesday it's not relevant you know usually it's feed me right now <laughs> it's the present that matters and where do you want to focus your thoughts on now how much time do you physically spend on thinking or dreaming about that run training, that run goal, that running reward, that exploration of, of new running routes. Why are you stuck? Why are you thinking about the, the same route, you know, the same struggles of facing the weather, the same struggles of getting out of the door, the same struggles of my pace not being good? <laughs> or, or do you still believe that because you once had a serious knee pain at the 25-kilometer mark, you're never, ever going to be able to run another marathon? You're just going to be playing it safe? You're going to make your story watertight rather than focus on, on what might, could be? <laughs> That's focusing on the future in a positive sense. 
And this is something we should all take a look at. You know, those moments where we are where we are honest with ourselves, because that's going to help us to connect to our values. It's, it's like the ultimate secret. You know, <laughs> if you can connect your your running to your values, you know, even in, in small ways, you you're going to change your whole approach. It's going to become like wow, really, a, as as they say, a game changer. And one of my values in running was basically to to learn and grow as a runner and then it shifted you know and it, it moved on to helping others improve and help others become better stronger and smarter runners you know and uh, remembering that feeling you know as though you're flipping through a a mental photo album you know the head movies and the scenes it's it's one of the best ways to change how you feel so you have a choice you have a choice how to feel <laughs> and if you tell yourself you have to go out for a run. You must train harder, and you should be doing this. That's gonna that's gonna weaken your motivation. Remember, you have a choice, and the power of choice is is a simple reframing your language usage, and this is incredibly empowering. And and, and that's the motivation language you need to hear yourself speak those are the words you need to think about to choose them carefully and really make them work for you so change your questions you know sometimes you need to you, you really need to change your focus for the next run session you, you might be heading into a, a very cold winter period there might be adverse weather conditions a lot of snow or freezing conditions or you might be coming back from an injury okay so to change your focus, you need to change the questions you're asking yourself. And if you ask yourself, what's wrong with the situation? Of course, you're going to find things to complain about <laughs> that, are, that are holding you back. Ask yourself, what is right about the current training state I'm in? And you're quickly going to find positive uh, examples and you're going to be able to, to stay on track. And... <clears throat> There's another big reason that many runners suffer from, from a lack of motivation and they have this yo-yo effect. And it's simply because at the end of the day, <laughs> social media is trying to tell us how to motivate us, you know, with these small, cheap, low-hanging fruits which aren't very satisfying. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, nobody can be motivated all the time. Yes, social media does make it seem like there are people out there who are constantly motivated, you know. <laughs> and sometimes we think, well, it's, it's, it's the punishment or the reward system, but that has outstayed its welcome completely. You know, it's more like elastic, you know. I, even to me, people will say, oh, you must be so motivated to, to go running. But honestly, it's, uh, I don't even look like I'm motivated at all times. Um, there are some key points that are very important to me, and they are habits uh, in my life that, that, really are extremely important to me so I, d I don't have to like oh let me like get some energy to to go out for a run even if it's five in the morning you know it's just become a habit i don't need to uh, motivate myself to to think about the running it's it's a habit i automatically do that uh, i don't need to you know find the motivation to find my running gear you know it's a habit that my running gear is here and there and everywhere there's running gear in the in the trunk of the car there's running gear that's ready there's running gear that's being you know that's hanging out to dry that's because it's been washed and <clears throat> i also don't have to motivate myself to to run because i've thought long and hard about this habit in my life you know the habits are things that that 
at the end of the day we do regularly and we don't need any conscious thoughts or efforts that's the, that's the level that i've reached and and this is not putting myself on a uh you know uh, like i'm putting myself on a higher level here no i'm just explaining what happens after 35 years of running so the real questions are you know how do you develop the habits and the habits we've had this before in one of the podcasts but i'll just quickly repeat it three steps do you remember it it's the cue it's the routine it's the reward so the cue is the cue is something very simple <laughs> me walking past the bakery in the morning and i see a certain piece of cake a slice of cake that i really like it's a cheesecake okay and that's the cue so the routine is i take a set of actions ha, because i'm going to respond to that cue so obviously i go inside and i buy that slice of cheesecake the reward ha, i enjoy it you know and now here's the thing you know if i've just eaten it i might even have a negative reward feeling guilty about it but these three uh, steps, the cue, the routine, the reward, look, they work with other things in your life, don't they? For some of you, it's like your, your beer after work, or for some of you, it's your wine that you have, your glass of wine that you have in the evening. So that you have these little habits, you know, cue, routine, and reward. So how about we quickly go through a, 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 a four-step plan to develop a habit that you might typically think requires loads of motivation to stick with and then you can use it as a, as a guide just for creating your own habit let's say you lack the motivation for those early morning runs and you'd like to change that by by creating a habit you know that that gets you out of the door so number one is you identify the habit you know um, uh, i will run five days a week at such and such a time so there you go you've already allocated the time Step two is you need to identify the cue. So e each habit, it has the trigger. And the, the cue is going to be, I'm going to set the alarm so that I can exercise before I go to work. So that I can go for my run. I've got my run in before going to work. That's the cue. I don't want to do it after. I want to do it before work. That's the important part here. And the reward is very easy. The reward is something that it might be, as you're sitting at work, you know, you feel the, 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 the tension of the muscles or perhaps it's that sense of accomplishment or if you're really trained hard, it's that endorphin rush. So you, you need to execute the routine. Once you, once you have it down, execution is the important thing. And that's when you realize, hey, actually, there's something more important than motivation. It's momentum because through momentum, motivation is actually created and, and you, you maybe you, you remember this equation you know to calculate momentum there's this equation p equals mvp equals mv that's where momentum p is measured in kilograms and mass m in kilograms and velocity v in meters per seconds and if you if you remember this from physics way back when it's the the, the equation for momentum tells us that momentum is a vector that points in the direction of the velocity of an object. So the greater the mass or velocity of an object in motion is, the greater the momentum will be. And the formula applies to all scales and all size of objects. So, means if you are changing direction from a 
routine where you have a certain momentum, but now you need to get some more, some more momentum going. Changing direction actually needs you to slow down a bit. That's why, you know, these container ships, they turn very slowly because if it would be turning very fast, what would happen? If a container ship, you know, with all these containers piled up, it's not going through the Suez Canal, it's somewhere in open sea and it needs to turn. Some of those containers would fall down, so it needs to slow down, then turn new course and then speed up again. So if you want to make a change, you need to slow down. If you want to get momentum, you can't be adding and adding things to your to-do list. I need to run hard, I need to uh, you know, run fast, I need to do strength training, I need to do uh, low threshold, I need to do and, and, and. It's not going to work. Um, you have to understand that you need to slow down, pause, and then plan. So that until the routine, the behavior you want of going out for a run becomes a habit, Put the running gear on, go out and run. And write it down. The simplest, most effective way to, to actually form a new habit is just to, to write it down. You know, when, yeah, that's the cue. I will, that's the routine. Because it provides me with reward. <laughs> you know, when I hear my alarm, I will go out for a run because it provides me with a feeling, a sense of accomplishment. Wow. You know, when my alarm clock goes off at six, you know, I, I am going to jump out of bed and I will go and run for 30 minutes because it gives me a fit physique and an energetic start to my day. You know, don't, don't let the idea of what things need to look like keep you from reevaluating, recentering, you know. Now, at the end of the day, we're always in a state of momentum. We're always in a state of re-evaluation. And we're always in a state of asking questions. And that questions, you need to ask yourself positive questions. Questions that will keep the momentum going. Because if the momentum keeps going, that's going to lead to motivation. <laughs> that will take you through those kilograms and get you up to speed. And just to, just to wind this down, um, what I've found is that, that many runners who struggle... It has a lot less to do with their running motivation, but with extra weight. Well, not just kilograms. Of course, there are runners who struggle with weight. Once the weight goes down, they're, they're faster. But actually, it's extra emotional weight. And for some, it's relational burden or a uh, emotional burden, which are actually easy to solve. You know, you simply have to let go of the disappointments of the past. Easier said than done. <laughs> and of course, the, the comparison burdens. You know, if you, if you measure your success by looking at other runners and their Instagram and their Facebook and, 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 you'll be weighted down uh, with the discouragement. This happens so often. And to those of you that lack this momentum, consider this. I mean, you, you can't just ignore, you can ignore it. If it doesn't apply to you, ignore it. But the unforgiveness that we sometimes have, it, it freezes our, our lives to, the, to constantly fall back into that emotional state of the incident. <laughs> and that prevents us from, from actually growing. It's like the ability to, to bring back the negative emotion just you know, by, by, by thinking about the harm that was done. 
And I remember I, I once read about um, this uh, basketball player. He had, a, he had an extremely good coach, and the coach actually placed sandbags. I think it was in the 80s, you know, those, those bags with the Velcro. They had sand inside of them, and they were laced around the ankles. And that's how this basketball player, he practiced, and how he ran, and how he jumped. And he had this extra weight on his feet. And that, that was at the time called resistance training. But, but right before the game, of course, the coach <laughs> would remind him that he's playing without weights. Obviously, there were no weights, but he was telling him, he was reminding him, you're playing without weights. What do you think that did? How much, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there must be some study about it, how much extra um, power and energy was unleashed with that positive uh, fact. <laughs> so, we as runners, we don't always see results immediately. <laughs> but if we only do this for results, well, you know, we, we're going to be disappointed. We, we, we need to stay faithful, faithful to ourselves and stay in it for the long term. Hey, that's what I wish for you. So that you can look back at a fantastic running career one day. Thanks for listening. My name is Heiko. God bless you. And remember, take it easy.